Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Giri. Tonight we're going to talk about the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view for February 12th, 2017. Guys, can't wait to get into this with you. Talk about uh, the change of titles. Ah, I'm sorry there, getting some feedback there. Uh, we've got change of titles tonight. We've got a new women's champ, a new SmackDown champ, and uh, yeah, Perhaps an uneventful pay-per-view aside from that, but we'll go through a match-by-match. Match. But first, want to let everyone know that this episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. Tag into a bi-monthly box for the WWE Universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel you can't get anywhere else. Save $3 off your first box at loopcrate.com slash wrestling inc. when you sign up and use the coupon code wrestling inc. That's loopcrate.com slash wrestling inc. So Matt, I'm going to go to you first, man. What did you think of tonight's paper? I thought it sucked monkey balls. It <laughs> was not good. The main event was good. It had good parts to it. Orton versus Harper. Uh, Orton versus Harper was a good match, um, but not enough to make up for the rest of the garbage I had to sit through. I, I will say this: I thought uh, I will disagree. I thought the last hour just really made up for it. I, I agree. The first two hours were just. It was pretty much nothing. It was two hours of filler. But I thought that last hour was really, really good. And and that main event, the second best WWE match of the year. And uh, I, I thought that made it. Dude. Wait, time out. What do you yeah. think? You thought the Elimination Chamber match is the second best match of the year so the, far? The WWE match. Really? Yeah, can you think of anything else? We're five I mean, that, I mean there's, this all, is only the second pay-per-view. All, all three AJ versus Cena's. Oh, starting in January. Yeah, Duh. yeah, yeah. Never mind. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's not a lot, a big time frame to work with, but right. <laughs> <laughs> this was the best match in February. Um, yeah. So let's go through and talk about this match by match. So here's what's weird because the crowd was dead for a lot of the night. Now, hey, real Matt, quick, real quick, welcome yeah, back, yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Did yeah, yeah. you, you get a tan out there in Hawaii? Yeah, a little bit. Most of us. Uh, gone away but uh yeah it was a good time uh sorry i had to miss some a uh, couple of these shows i missed a lot of stuff with joe which sucked i'm waiting for him to get called up forever now we get called up while i'm gone but nonetheless uh i'm back so uh you know yeah maybe we'll get we'll talk a little bit about joe after uh, after we go through the pay-per-view yeah and hawaii looks great man um so yeah let's let's go through it now man i know you weren't a fan of this first match but i'll say i mean the crowd the crowd was active for the pre-show match mojo mm -hmm. versus kurt hawkins um, this was Kurt Hawkins' longest match uh, since he's been back. But, uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on this, and specifically on Mojo? I love the segue. I love the, uh, your setup there. Um, because before we even started getting on the air, you guys, I've been bitching and complaining that Mojo Rally should not be on television. And I'll say it again. He should not be on television. He's got a hell of a lot of charisma. But I think it's WWE coming to terms with, look, he's not going to get much better. And he's getting older. We need to do something with him and, and, and prostitute his NFL, you know, experience and, 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 and his hookups with, you know, Gronkowski and all the other, you know, NFL players that he's friends with and, and cash in what we can on him now. That said, I don't care. He still should not be on television. He should be in developmental still. He's doing so many things wrong out there he's like herky jerky and not in a way that works for his character it's in a way that distracts you from the actual match um he just should not be on tv i don't know how to say it without sounding like a jerk but he's not good not good at all and hawkins is very good and that was the best that he could pull out of him you know um yeah. 
not good. And, and it's a big part of why I thought this pay-per-view sucked tonight. Um, the crowd was into it because it's the first match. I, it could be me versus Raj out there or you two versus each other. They're going to be live in some towns. They're going to be really lively. You think um, we can't get the crowd? Is that what you're saying? I think saying? you could. I think you could. <laughs> I definitely I think, I could think get, you could. I could get some heat in Phoenix. You know, <laughs> Phoenix yeah, is, a good, is a good wrestling crowd. Yeah, tell, tell Phoenix, you know, that you're skipping WrestleMania to go see Priest too. That'll, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, they got to keep bringing that up. Oh no, I like I like Mojo. I think the crowd likes Mojo, but mm-hmm. I just I don't think it helps him even being with Kurt because okay, so say what you will about his ring work, but he's got that charisma and he does have mm-hmm. a bit of a pop. But it's like, why are they having against Kurt Hawkins, who's just been treated? I mean, treated like a joke. Since since the second they brought him back into the WWE, I think it's it's like they don't even have superstars to put him on anymore. Um, and this was a superstars level match, superstars level feud. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know what they're doing with him. I don't think it's doing anyone any favors. Well, it was no, to get Mojo not. win. I think they want to give yeah. him a little something. And you know, I think this is. I think what we're seeing with Mojo now is what we saw with Bo Dallas there for a few weeks. You know, where they're giving him a little something, and then it'll probably turn out to be nothing in a few weeks. Yeah, who knows? Difference, difference being, okay, Mojo can't has an opportunity to get over with the crowd, you know, with his with his his charisma, but unfortunately, but you know, he can't work a lick, and Bo can. Um, there's a big drop off. I'm telling you, in talent, once Mojo's wrestling, he is horrible. Well, he's got the limited move set. I mean, he's got it's, not, it's everything. I swear to you, it's everything. It's how he moves. It's his footwork. It's how he locks up. Even it's everything. Yeah, it, when he wrestles, it just looks awkward. Like uh, it's not smooth. It's uh, but you know he he does hit some good power moves and stuff. But I, I I see your point. But he has been in developmental forever, right? So it's like let's do something with him. But they're supposed to be WWE. I'm sorry if you're not ready, you don't get to come to our TV because I've got Samoa Joe, Nakamura, and ninety thousand other guys at NXT that can take that spot gladly and be ready right now. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be curious to see if they're going to give him anything after this or if it's going to stay with Kurt Hawkins. Um, They probably should. You know what they should have done is have him be a team with Kurt Hawkins, you know, so at least gives Mojo something to do. You know, he's in tag team so he can learn and and pick Mm -hmm. stuff up and and be with a veteran with Kurt. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, So opening match, that was the pre-show. They went to the first match of the show and uh, Becky Lynch versus Mickey James. So, Matt, did this match, I mean, do anything for you or is this part of sort of the void for you as well? No, this match was the, it was a nice little bump in the road. This was good. This was this brought it up a little bit. Um, these girls worked their asses off, and uh, I'm a fan of both. So um, they both went out and delivered a good match. I thought uh, for what they needed to do. Mickey is not a heel. Mickey is a babyface. So I'm still getting used to seeing her as a heel, you know. And she's still getting used to being a heel, quite honestly. And you could see it that she's improving and being more comfortable within that role each week. Even just a post-game show, I was just watching a little bit of listening to her talk. She's still getting comfortable in that role, and she'll be fine because she's a pro. But that was a good match, yeah. Yeah. If if you were a booker and you had a a you know a big fem- woman star come back after so many years, and her first pay-per-view match, would you have her lose, Matt? <sighs> Unfortunately, I don't think that's how they're bringing her back. I hate to say it. I think they're, 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 they're on the surface, they're making it look that way. But in reality, it's, look, she's coming back to put over these the, the, the younger talent, and that's the deal. Kind of like uh, the Dudleys. Or like Rob Van Dam. But, but don't you give them a couple wins first to, to establish oh, the newer names and absolutely. then start jobbing them out? Yes, no question. I think, unfortunately, because she's also a heel, and, and again, the SmackDown roster is very shallow with women talent to a degree. They'd only have one or 
who would they give her? But I mean, I definitely see her point. You know, again, I wouldn't book her as a heel to begin with, but nonetheless. What a difference it made though tonight, seeing Becky with someone with more experience than her, with someone that's a vet of Mickey's caliber. I mean, I thought work. it really brought out the best in her. She doesn't have the chemistry with her that she does with Sasha or Charlotte, who she spent no. years wrestling. Right. But you know, I feel like they're just getting started with the storyline. So I'm actually really excited to see where it's going to go from here because I think the two of them have a classic match within them. We just need to get there. And now that the belt has moved to Naomi, I know I talked about this as wishful thinking. People thought I was crazy. I think they've set it up to where Mickey can get the title and then Becky and yep. Mickey can have a barn burner yep. for the title. Yeah, I can see that easily. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, that started off the pay-per-view great. I thought that was a great match. I think, you know, they probably, a lot of what was wrong in my opinion tonight was just the order of things. I think if they would have moved that match a little later in the show, it would have helped keep the momentum. But we started that um and then went from there with becky winning over mickey and then just went to that ziggler match with uh with apollo and callisto and it was just like i mean literally like hitting a brick wall this i mean this was just backwards to begin with you have two baby faces going against one heel uh yeah that just makes no sense right to begin with and then ziggler he's a heel now and then now he's got the american flag on his tights you know, like what, what, what kind of heel does that? Yes. Kurt Angle did it. Jack Swagger did it. They did it there the whole time. It wasn't like once they turned heel, then they started putting their flag on their tights. So I, I don't know. This heel turn is just not working. What would, what, what would happen if this whole, this whole thing was a ruse to get him over as a baby face? Finally, <laughs> they, were chanting him for, they were chanting for him because <laughs> they were at the end, you know, I don't know. That was horrible. I, th- I love watching Dolph work, but it's getting harder with what, what what's going on with him and who they're booking him with. And it did those two guys no favors whatsoever. Yeah. The two young guys at all. Yeah, with uh, Cruz and Kalisto. I mean, this I mean it's kind of the same thing they've been doing every week where Ziggler loses and then beats him up after and and it's it's not really doing anybody uh the fans are cheering for it every time, Raj. Every time. So you're burying two of your young baby faces again every right. week. Yeah. I feel like a Paul Cruz, I mean, and uh, Callisto, it's it's like the WWE needs a Saturday morning show. They need a program that's aimed at kids and they can have, I mean, because that's what they come across like, right? I mean, they're like cartoon characters in this. And I think that for the average audience, I just don't think they resonate. No, I don't think that's the, I think, I think so. they don't need another show. I think they just <laughs> need to be given uh, more character more and yeah. yeah, just something to, you know, dig their teeth into. Cruz is just a happy go lucky guy. And be, I don't, I can't remember the last time that's worked for a baby face. Can you? No, especially in 2017. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a great smile. He's really earnest, but aside from that, I just, I don't feel like they've plumbed the depths of who he is or what his motivation is or what his story is. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's very two dimensional to me. And that's, and that's why the crowd with Ziggler. I mean, look, Ziggler has endeared himself to a lot of the fans. Yes. they, they feel like they know him. They've yep. been through his ups and downs. So him turning heel and beating people down, they're cheering for him because they like him. Well, they're also sick and tired of him being booked, you know, craply and, and not getting his opportunity that he, you know, he said so many times in so many in, in interviews. And it was obvious at one point he was not getting his just due for a long ass time with his two title, you know, wins that lasted two seconds. And when he was really at his peak, when he should have had at least a decent run, they didn't give it to him. And the fans don't don't forget that they're with him. So when they see him going bananas, they're like, you're God dang right. You know, I wish I could curse on this show because it takes my promos <laughs> away from me. Yeah. <laughs> Feel you know, free. You're goddamn right, Dolph. Fuck this shit. We're with you. <laughs> That's what they're saying when they're cheering when he's chair shotting people to death. We're sick of this shit, Dolph. We agree. Yeah. 
No, I, you know, I, I mean, this isn't something new. Anytime you got, you know, these, uh, uh, clean cut baby faces, uh, fans turn on them and then they, they cheer the heel, the heel on. So, you know, that's a, that's a part of it too. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was amazing to see though, how the momentum of the show just definitely took a turn there. And, uh, then it got worse with the, with the tag match. You know, I think that it just really threw things off. I mean, the, so the tag turmoil, that, that seemed very long. Um, so the way it worked was, yeah, it could, uh, sequentially they would have teams face off. And then when one was defeated, another one would come in. Ugh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what's, what's really to say about this? By the way, real quick, uh, yeah. uh, Cruz and Kalisto, did we say that they beat oh, yeah, Ziggler? They, they did beat Ziggler. Yes. And then the beat down, yeah. uh, Kalisto was out for most of the match came back at, you know, Ziggler took him out right at the beginning. Uh, he came back at the end of the match and Cruz and Kalisto got the win. And then Dolph uh, beat them both up with chair shots uh, afterwards. Uh, so so no one gets started. over. Yeah. Turmoil started with Heath Slater and Rhino versus Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Um, they defeated Tyler Breeze and Fan, uh, Fandango. And they, so, they've got, they got kind of a, a love boat gimmick going now. Did you see yes. that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> brutal. Hey, they make the most of it, man. Whatever crap is given to them, I feel like. Do you think so? This is just the kind of stuff you'd be embarrassed to watch, you know, with your friends again. Actually, you know, Brazongo is not. I mean, on the level of embarrassment, Brazongo is actually less embarrassing than ninety-nine percent of the crap WWE. No, 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 no. Oh, the old day. (laughs) Would you rather be caught watching Brazongo or the old day? No, well, yeah, but I'm talking about as far as the the talent on the roster goes. uh, They're, They're. they're up or there. Their, or their KFC, new KFC gold commercial that they made into a commercial now with, what's his name? Um, what do you call it? Kaz and Enzo, uh, Kaz. Enzo yeah. Yeah, but it just brings right. American Alpha down being with these guys. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, because you have athletes against comic book characters. It's just... It's, not, not, not even comic book characters, well, against uh, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Jokes. Red the Roosters. Act, you know? I mean, it's like something you would find in the Spencer's Gifts. It's that level of novelty. They, they, they come across as enhancement talent for tag teams. Like the majority of those... Oh, not just them. I also I, I know people were endearing them. Uh, you know, was it Rhino and Slater endearing themselves to the crowd too? I don't know how. I don't. I see them the same way. I mean, not not as a like as a funny haha joke like the other two, but as the opening match type of tag team that just gets demolished by whomever. Um, all those teams in there almost I felt that way about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty much the Usos and American Alpha are the two that aren't. So take them out of that that group of jobber tag teams and stop bringing them down to that level. Cause it, it just hurts them in the long run. They're so good. And they're so fun to watch. How, I don't know what American, not American. I don't know what, uh, um, uh, the revival needs to do to get called up already. Like, come on. Like they've got five-star matches every week. If they just bring them up and put them up against them. Yeah, I know. I agree. Um, I, I think I mean, that's going to happen sooner or later. They have nothing really going on in NXT right now. I, I, I'll be it's honest. Just, do I, they go to Raw or do they go to SmackDown? Mm, it seems like Raw is getting everyone right now. You know. I just think for the WrestleMania card, if you need to have a SmackDown match, if that's how they're doing it, Raw, SmackDown, you know what I mean? X amount of shows has X amount of matches. Sometimes they do it that way. Um, then, yeah, you bring them to SmackDown because you've got a go-to five-star match at, on your WrestleMania card. I, I, I'm sorry. That match can compare with 90% of those matches at WrestleMania easily. And that'd be fantastic. But here's the thing. You see how, like, who do you think's better uh, as a tag team? Uh, would you say American Alpha or The Revival? Ooh. Hoo, hoo. Uh, American Alpha, simply because of 
this is bad of me, but because maybe their their look, their physique, and they um, have the charisma and everything, right? They've got the charisma. Eh, Revival's got a little bit to them too. It's different, but okay. Well, my point being is, you, you, uh, American Alpha is just as good, if not better, than the Revival, and you right. see where they're at. So, you know, if the Revival get brought up, it it doesn't take long. If they're stuck in the same rut with all these same tag teams, they're going to be brought down to that same level here, you know, soon enough. Here, here's how: because the work between the two will eventually get itself over. If they get that Dan- opportunity, a la Daniel Bryan, and get a title shot right off the bat. Well, I, I'm saying if they come in and they've obviously got to work each other is, is obviously the more of what I'm saying here. It, it's the entire point of what I'm saying. If those two come get called up, they work those two. It's you know those four guys are together. The work between them two will get all four over eventually. Eventually, they they, they can do whatever they want. They can have them do these stupid commercials. They can do this and that. But ding ding, once the bell sounds, those guys are that damn good. Where I think they'll still be able to get themselves over. I absolutely agree. I hope I hope they get that opportunity though. Um, you know, uh, but we'll see. Um, I just feel like we passed this point, right? I mean, growing up, it seemed like you had a lot of tag teams that were that were wrestlers that paired up to go as a team, and then you had your novelty, your gimmick acts, but those were like the the exception, not the rule. And at some point, it flipped, right? We and don't want to be in tag teams. It's a completely different generation. Yeah. Where even as a wrestler, I'll tell you straight up, you much rather be in a singles program. You want to be your own person. You want to be your own star. Um, that's what we were taught kind of uh you know when we started watching wrestling toward the decline of the 80s and in the in the advent of the attitude era almost you know what i mean the rock were the bigger stars you know you know there was big tag team stars they were not the rock they were not stone colds you know right. um to make the money you got to be the singles act and unfortunately it's still carried over parlay to today's wrestling and that's also how the bookers are now thinking that's also now how the producers are now thinking you know like we got a really good tag team, but would I really have a really good tag team? Or do I have one really good single star? I'd rather have one good single star is what they're thinking. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of self-fulfilling and just how it keeps the cycle going with yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, really, the match didn't really get going until we had the Usos and American Alpha. Um, American Alpha defeating the Usos. The Usos attacking American Alpha. And then the last tag team to enter was the Ascension. Where man, I you know, I just I said this to Raj before. It's like, and I said this on Twitter. I was hoping for the Ascension to win just because that was such a WTF moment. It would have been like, well, at least we didn't see that coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Alpha pulled out the win, and uh, the same problem with SmackDown tags. I mean, the division is just we're going to be stuck in this, right? Until they put the belt on the Usos, what are they going to do? They're going to keep having these hodgepodge matches. You couldn't see what coming. No, I said if the Ascension would have gotten it, it would have been oh, like, yeah. well, that's a surprise. Yeah. You know. But that's the problem. We have the face tag team and you have uh, American yeah. Alpha. That's why you were going to keep doing all these stupid, like, you know, 12 guys in the ring matches. Well, uh, you had WWE math here, right? Ascension got the win on Thursday, so <laughs> they got pinned here. So that, that's how you knew right off the bat. Like, even if you didn't look at the betting odds, you knew that they're not winning. They, Hold they up. The they had the Smack. Ascension. I missed this. Ascension pinned American Alpha? Uh, no, not well, Alpha. It was, they had it was like, like a, a six, six tag six team match. match. Oh, okay, okay. And, but and, it was the first, yeah. te- technically, the first Ascension win in over a year. The yeah. First time they well, I that. Yeah. So anyone who was thinking that the Ascension's getting a push, uh, <laughs> they were buried pretty good here because American Alpha's left for dead, and the Ascension still can't beat them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they got to just or, or move all the tag teams maybe to Raw. I know it's a longer show. Maybe they could do more there. But they they have to shake this up. They have to do something. The tag division tonight this showed. I mean, we you had three what? women's matches. That's not a bad idea, Raj. That's not a bad idea you just had. 
Here's why. Because you get you make it an exclusive thing to a brand, number one. Two, we now have depth on Raw for the tag teams mm-hmm. that we keep saying we can't stand watching Goldie and our truth being thrown out there when they run out of tag teams to feed, you know, whoever tag team they're trying to push at the time. You know? Um I, I don't know. I think that's not a bad idea. No, I I felt like I mean Glenn made that point, but I felt like they should have the the women's division on one brand and, and the tag team on another. Yes, you know, I'll take that. They're both so watered down. Yep. Did you notice? Did any of you guys notice the revival uh, kind of trolling during this match? Kind of no. teasing a little bit that they might be uh, one of the teams coming in. <laughs> they, they do that anytime there's like some mystery tag team stuff involved, and That's they, awesome. they troll. But yeah, is that just like the cheapest heat for someone in a competing promotion, or even someone like yourself, Matt, who's retired? That <sighs> you can just sit there on Twitter and like just tease that something's going to happen with well, you, the- and people like eat it up. Well, WWE was retweeting it, so oh, wow. they were they were going with it. At least they could get sports about it, not jerks, and get the guys in trouble, you know, and get fine them for something like that, like they used to. Um, <laughs> as ridiculous as that is, but yeah, it is it, honestly not to be a jerk, but it could be fun, especially if you're a heel. You know, it's fun to add to your character or, or make people legitimately get annoyed with you, or just to screw with people, honestly, because you're, you're just out of sheer boredom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so we went from that match to uh, Nikki Bella versus Natalia. Um, I thought this could have been good. Yeah, I me too. It went on way too long. And why did they end it with a double countout? It's like this just it's going to they're going to run it into the ground if they haven't already. Yeah, especially they, they're not going to be likely they're They're likely not wrestling at WrestleMania. Um, so I wonder if it's a thing since Nikki's probably done her wrestling career as full time, at least is done at WrestleMania. Maybe they didn't want nat you know her to beat natalia and uh and felt like natalia should be nikki since she's got a big match at mania i don't know that's the only thing i could think of how many months out are we with two months wait wait, wait. january february march yes. april yeah, a little less under two yeah seven weeks they've got to get jumping on is that really going to be a story uh, a mania match you guys cena and his girl versus miz and his girl i can see it <sighs> It's weird though that they had seen a pin Miz so easily tonight, uh, and they, they they did kind of plant a seed d- during a backstage seg- segment later in the show where uh, Nikki and Natalia had the backstage brawl and and Maurice got powder all over her, which is the worst start to for a a big WrestleMania match. But yeah, it is. Uh, so it's that's what it's looking like. I hope they change their minds, but. My guess is Nikki's leaving. They want to do this, do have John Cena propose, and that's their feel-good WrestleMania moment. Well, I got a newsflash. It's not a shoot. If John Cena proposes, it is not going to be real. I hate to break everyone's bu- <laughs> break their bubble. Yeah, if he proposes, that means they're already engaged. No, it's 100% a work. Even if you see it on the TV on their Bella show, I promise you, John will never be married again. I promise that fact. Really? You don't think so? I know so. No. Mm-hmm. Nope, 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 nope. It'll be a complete work, and he's the best worker of all time in real life. Nobody can top him. He's phenomenal. <laughs> Seriously, in real life, he can play. Um, I'll get into it. He's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I can see, I can see Vince wanting that. I can see Vince wanting that proposal. That seems like a huge mania moment. I mean, it'll get me. It'll get a ton of mainstream press if that were to happen. Yeah, it will. It's. I mean, it's not the best for the fans. It's not the best way to use John Cena for the fans, but certainly the best way for the press. It, it would definitely get the most media attention uh, after, you know. After My question that. with that has always been, where's the payoff as far as this media attention? Where yeah. do you see the dividends come back from this? Okay, it's on the front page of USA Today. 
did your ratings go up that next week? Do you know what I'm saying? I've always asked, I've always thought of that question. Like, Russo would be like, yeah, bro, we had David Arquette win the championship, and where was it on the front page of USA Today the next day, bro? Well, what was the ratings that following week? Did, did, yeah. did, it, did that pay off? Did that exposure and that risk you took, did it pay off? How did it pay off? Show me, like, you know, some sort of statistic and, and finances on how that paid off. Right. And no wrestling company can technically really show that. They just think that's the way to go. What's well, word of mouth, right? I mean, I've drifted in and out of watching the product on a weekly basis. And the way I always drift back in is when I hear from people like, oh, man, you got to check out what NXT has got going on right now. You know, and they'll start talking about matches and trying to things that are happening. And that pulls you back in. So I think it's it's extrapolating that theory. Here's the difference. But that's I know, different. I know. Sorry, Raj, go ahead. You know, I, I think we're probably making the same thing. Well, yeah. the, there's a difference between something hot going on and having these celebrities or, you know, these these media angles that that don't get anything like John Stewart or Stephen Amell right. when they had him wrestle the match at SummerSlam they got media attention but it didn't do a thing for the ratings yeah. so here's the big thing back in the toward the attitude era right when they were getting all this mainstream attention and guys you could turn any channel it was on MTV it was on e, uh, the E channel which was big then all these different channels VH1 all these other channels they had the you know Stone Cold Sable China all these different stars were always on right always 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 and so now there's this formula in place that okay if you're on these shows wwe is going to be look look like a bigger juggernaut we're going to get better ratings we're going to get we're going to get better this better exposure is going to pay off here's the difference all of those networks were cut were, were chasing wwe back then and trying to get those stars on their show the difference today is we're now my generation of wrestlers we're we're the ones now reaching out to these networks and trying to, 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 to get ourselves booked on these shows. WWE is trying to book John Cena on The Tonight Show. They're booking so-and-so on this show. It's very, very different. They're not booking them because it's the hottest ticket in town anymore and because it's must-see TV that you cannot miss. And everyone's talking about this wrestler today like it was when it was about The Rock. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very, very different. They were chasing us back then, mainstream. Today, we're chasing them still. And, and not just that. I, I just, just I was I did an interview with Tony Schiavone, and he reminded me. Of, you remember that time on Nitro when they had uh, Hulk Hogan versus the Giant, and they were airing Robin Hood afterwards. And to watch the rest of the match, you had to watch it during the commercial breaks of Robin Hood. And huh? <laughs> yeah, they really? were premiering the show, uh, this Robin Hood show on TNT. So you had to sit through Robin Hood to watch the rest of the match. So they show like a couple minutes, then the next commercial break, they show another really? couple minutes. And that show did a huge rating. I mean, the biggest rating, it's, you know, that it, you know, did before it died. And right. I remember when like Triple H would appear on Pacific Blue, they'd be doing like a 4.2 rating, you know, yeah. which now WWE is, you know, in the twos. So it, it was a huge deal when WWE guys would be on other shows back then. And the talk and the entertainment shows as well. The interview, the MTV top uh, was it TRL, all those type of shows. They were begging to get those stars because those were must-have stars on the that they wanted to have. Today, it's just not like that. Right, and you remember back then, like the TV guy that had like China and The Rock and Steve Austin was one of their best-selling issues, and and then Sable on Playboy, I think was. I, if I'm not mistaken, at that time, it was their best-selling issue of all time. Or, or That's right a great now. example right there, Raj, of, of, of the analogy I'm using. Um, the Playboy. Now it's it would be, it, Then it became a, like a gimmick where every, once a year, one of our divas, 
got naked, spread her crap, was on the Playboy each year. One girl per year is how it worked, right? But that's not how it once. It's not how it once was. It wasn't sounding like it was back then. They were begging to get stable. They were right. begging to get maybe Tory even. And then there was a huge drop off. Yeah. Well, to, to bring like it back, Maria and all these other man. Yeah. To bring Chrissy, it back, I think. That's part of the reason why they're going to keep Nikki versus Natalia going is because I do think there's a subset that watches the product because of Total Divas. And it's an easy way to keep that audience's attention by having the Nikki Natalia feud continue. Because, I mean, what other of the current roster, Raw or SmackDown, are even on Total Divas right now? I mean, like Renee. Maurice. Uh, Maurice. Uh, yeah, but Lana, yeah, I mean. But who's missing? I, I mean, Becky, everyone Sasha, on Sasha, Charlotte, right. Bailey. Like the actual in-ring attractions yeah. aren't have nothing to do with that show, you know. So this is how they appease that audience. Um, I thought the match was fine. It just went on twice as long as it needed to. And I think with Natalia, think look, she she does her heel thing. She she, she there should be a rule. She only gets to say each thing twice because she just keeps running through it in a circle, repeating the same bits, same stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like. Just someone give her like five more things to say during a match just to change it up. I think Natalia, she's just too too likable to be a heel. You don't want to boo her, you know. I, I, that's how that's how I feel. I feel like that's that's the hardest thing with this heel turn is that she's just you can tell when she's trying to be a heel that right. she's acting like a heel and she's a nice person act, acting like she's a heel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, and what's crazy is like she's one of the best workers we'll ever see as far as a female wrestler goes. Okay. She is incredible in that ring. Yeah. No, absolutely, and the, but that's the thing. It's just yeah, the heel role. It's uh, yeah, it's just not the most natural fit. Natalia so, had this match with AJ Lee. I don't know if you guys remember that on main event, and it was like one of the best women's matches uh, of this you know of this decade since like you know. And, and it was on main event. It never got any play, but huh. it was a, uh, it was an underappreciated match. And anyway, just uh, she's just such a great worker when in there with the right person and and the right amount of time. This this went way too long. Yeah, and it was weird because we went past three hours on this tonight. And this this is the match where it was like we could have really just taken ten minutes out of this easily. Nothing would have been lost. Yeah. Um. So yeah, double count out. The feud continues. Okay, so now here's the good news. After this, the pay-per-view picked up. At least in my opinion, I think in Rogers as well. Uh, so Luke Harper versus Randy Orton. Um, you know, I, I, Matt, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this match. Fantastic match. Yeah. Uh, Luke Harper can work. Um, and I think this was good for him. I mean, it would have been nice to have him win, but he's in a no-win situation going against a guy that's, you know, moving going on to the Rumble. I mean, going on to Mania, challenge for the title. But he... What can be said? He he definitely stepped up. He definitely delivered in a very big match and in a very big way. I thought he presented himself as a star tonight. Absolutely, in a different type of way. He has a different look, you know. So when we say star, it doesn't have to be the Randy Orton look. It doesn't have to be the shredded up, cut up look. It has has to be. My eyes do not leave the TV screen when this guy's on, and that's what he presents, and that's what he did tonight in a bigger way. I thought. Yeah, I thought Harper was awesome. I thought uh, Orton was Orton was great too. I mean, these guys had a hell of a match. And you know what? Like, th I thought the first half of the match, the crowd was just kind of dead. Like, they weren't reacting for for a, a WrestleMania headliner. They weren't reacting like they should. But then they really got into it, and by the end, they were hot. Yeah. And this is the risk that they ran, by the way, with putting Randy in this. You you ran the risk of hurting the perception of Randy Orton. 
by, by putting him in the, 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 this, this Wyatt gimmick to begin with. That was a huge risk they took. Humongous. He was right there with John Cena as the top two dogs. I'm sorry. When you think of WWE, who are your top two stars? People would generally say John Cena and Randy Orton. Okay, and a Brock Lesnar when he when he's there. You know, um, for many years it was that way, and they took a huge gamble with this, and it, I think it's going to pay off. But I think they ran a risk with the fans' perception of Randy by making him a second, if you will, in the Wyatts or even a tertiary member at first. Yeah, I'm glad they did though because he he had been getting stale as a, what he needed. Yeah, yeah. I thought this worked tonight. I, with Luke, I just think they just need to develop the character a bit more from here. But I, you know, we've got seven weeks to WrestleMania, and I, I mean, do you guys think we're just going to keep seeing Luke, Randy, and Bray mix it up uh, until then? Yeah, I hope Luke gets a match. I really, really do. Um, I just don't. What do you do with him? You know, I mean, I mean, obviously he has a run in, maybe in that match at Mania. Yeah. But I want him to be that featured guy. I do. Maybe not in the main event, but like you know, a little bit below it. You know, the Intercontinental. Where he was at one point as the Intercontinental Champion, like somewhere around that level. Hmm. Dean Ambrose ain't doing nothing with it. That's true. If they could have gotten Ziggler hot, they could have done Ziggler and uh, and, uh, and Luke Harper. Luke Harper, hell yeah, dude. Luke Harper is the babyface. Ziggler is the heel. Uh, but you know, they have Ziggler. You know, just uh, running in circles in this meaningless feud. I think they did do that, but reverse the roles. Isn't that yeah, how Harper won the Intercontinental Champion at one time? Right. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years ago, and that was good. I was into that. Yeah, they had a. They had. I think it was a ladder match or a TLC match. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's crazy. where. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I mean, maybe maybe they put him with uh, Corbin. I mean, I don't think that would do a lot for him in terms of giving him a rub, but I think that would be a, a good feud for him. I think he'll look out of place going against. When, when they both like have been a little bit more polished, not polished, uh, yeah. Luke is polished, but when Homeboy uh, is a little bit more polished, then yes, um, and down the road. So they're both higher up the card. It means more to big guys going at it. It would be better yeah. than that. Plus they're going, with, uh, they're going with Ambrose right now for Corbin. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about the title changes that happen in the women and men's division. But before we do that, I want to take a minute and give a love to uh, the sponsors of this episode. Uh, this episode is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. And we've talked about it before. Slam Crate's a bi-monthly box for the WWE Universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel you can't get anywhere else. This limited edition uh, AJ Styles shirt. This was uh, from Slam Crate. I got an Enzo and Cash shirt in the box before that. Also had in the last box, the uh, Bailey Bears had some Daniel Bryan Yes Beanies, uh, John Cena figure. There was an Ultimate Warrior poster the month before. We had some Sasha Banks sunglasses, uh, Dean Ambrose's Mitch the Plant. They do this awesome limited edition WWE merchandise that you can't get anywhere else. Every crate that you get is where has over $60 worth of value in it, handpicked and created by Loot Crate. And you can get the crates uh, for as low as under 30 bucks a pop when you sign up. And you'll save $3 off your first box when you go to lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc and you sign up using the coupon code wrestling inc. Again, that's lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc. You know, I, I have to say, of all the things, all the different boxes out there, this one's great if you're a wrestling fan because it's like this great present that you get for yourself every other month. And the stuff in it, Raj, Matt, you guys talked about when you got yours, like it just goes like crazy because everybody wants to go in and find something that they love with it. So I think you got a family of wrestling fans. This is a fantastic uh, investment and in just goodies that are going to come in the mail to you every other month. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've gotten a couple of these now and I. I use the I wear the AJ Styles t-shirt all the time because it's really like soft too. So it's like I just wear it around the house. 
and uh and yeah the, the kids play with a lot of the, the the toys and stuff that they sent so it's really cool yeah and if you sign up right now the next crate that's coming out is going to have a limited edition exclusive seth rollins t-shirt so when you sign up you give them your shirt size and that way they know what size to send you in each bi-monthly loot crate again that's lootcrate.com wrestling inc use the coupon code wrestling inc to save uh, three dollars off your first crate and also want to thank the second sponsor of this episode ddp yoga you've heard us talk about it before jake roberts scott hall chris jericho mick foley gold dust these guys have turned their lives and turned their health around thanks to ddp yoga and we've got a deal for you when you go to our link at ddpyoga.com wrestling inc you can either get three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off or three months of full access to the app plus the DDPY DVDs for 25% off. And we've even got a sweeter deal if you want to partner up with a friend or loved one. When you, you can buy a max or combo pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. DDP Yoga is awesome. You've heard us talk about it. Diamond Dallas Page is going in the Hall of Fame this year. The man should be a candidate for sainthood, the way he has turned around so many people's lives who've just gotten in such better shape. Thanks to DDP Yoga. We're stoked to have them as a sponsor here on the show. And again, go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc to take advantage of our offer. And we thank both DDP Yoga and Loot Crate for sponsoring the show. So Naomi is the new women's champion. The match against Alexa Bliss. Um, they said it couldn't happen. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the match itself and what that who, booking means going forward? Who said it couldn't happen? Well, I think Raj said to me, like, that's not going to happen. Uh, I did not. Well, you, you were a naysayer, sir. I did not say that. I said that it's, it seems a little soon that she just came back. But Hey, nothing for nothing. She's got a really dope entrance. I think her entrance is sweet. Oh. It's cool as hell, um, which has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. But I just to get it out there. I love her entrance. Um, that said, uh, she is an athletic stud, which everybody keeps talking about time and time again. You can't ignore it. Um, she's been since she started. She ain't been there years and years and years like they try to make her out to be. But she's been there long enough to get her run, you know, get her opportunity. And I think she's an amazing baby face as far as you heard her reaction tonight. The fans, you know, people usually get that reaction for that, that, that's a little bit older. You know what I mean? Like if I went back to wrestling tomorrow and I won the title or something like that, they would chant that for me or, or someone that's older that, that, that was right about to hit that, that kept hitting that glass ceiling, but getting popped back down, you know? Um, and the, the fans are with her, you know, um, good story in real life. But, uh, as far as the booking goes, um, I don't know. I have no idea what this does for, uh, Alexa bliss and, um, Mickey James. I mean, Mickey goes with maybe, um, our, uh, what's her name? Come on. Uh, uh, Mickey goes back uh, with Becky Lynch. Yeah. Maybe she goes with Becky Lynch. I, I, you know, and stays there, and, and that's what they do in Domania. And, and what's her name ends up being Mickey second, kind of, sort of. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, they're. Pro my guess is they'll probably do a multi-person women's match at Mania with uh, Naomi, Mickey James. So they have everyone because, mm -hmm. you know, we we ran through the the WrestleMania card the last couple of episodes. It's, they got ten matches already. They're probably going to throw in an intercontinental uh -huh. multi-person. So there's not too many spots. So um, there you go. usually because usually a Mania has eight to eleven matches. So. Um, so we'll see, but it, awesome moment, you know, Naomi, she, you know, she started in NXT in 2010. So she's been there like seven years and main roster was 2012, but, uh, first FCW Divas, Divas champ. And that's the last belt yep. she held. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. So yep. yeah, it was an awesome moment. I really love that, that, uh, post-match promo. And when the, the fans started chanting, you deserve it. That was a really cool moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was one of the highlights of the show for me, honestly. Yeah, but that being said, Alexa Bliss, I thought she was just getting hot. I, to me, it seemed a little soon to take the belt off of her. But, I mean, she's been doing a great job as a heel. But, you know, I, I like that dynamic with Alexa and Naomi. So, yep. you know, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to do a couple more matches in this. I mean, but do you, what do you think the odds are, uh, Matt? I'll go to you first. How likely do you think it is that Naomi goes into WrestleMania with the belt still? They're already painting that story, yeah? So... <sighs> Um, that's a tough one. Normally, I would say if it was anywhere else, hell no. If it was any other city, I'd say no way. Um, not because she doesn't deserve it, but just because. Um, I, I think they put it on, on Mickey and have Becky chase it, quite honestly. Um, but I don't know. I, I'd say, yeah, I think she does go into it to Mania as, as a champion. Yeah, I think she does. It's an, it's Orlando. Um, I, I don't think it makes sense. to. I, I hate when they hot potato titles anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope that they I mean, but, you know, again, on the grandest stage, if we look at tonight now, again, this, this was huge that there were three women's matches on a WWE pay-per-view um, tonight. Now, granted, that's because all, all the men were in the Elimination Chamber match or all the top guys. But I, I, of those three matches, I think Becky Mickey is the one that if I had to pick the one that's ready for that biggest stage, most attention. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. and no disrespect to anyone else tonight, but I think that the quality of each match went down a little bit. Naomi and Alexa did good, but there were some there were some botches in there. There were some moves that didn't quite look as good as they should have, you know. And I think uh, more experienced workers will put on a better. better I show. thought this was the best women's match on the show, really? though. Yeah, yeah, I think you're blind, not blinded, but a little bit. Um... The other two are bigger stars, so yeah. Becky and Mickey in there. There's something to be said for that, you know, when, when you're going through these shows and saying, oh, I'm really interested in this match. This match is – it makes it sometimes you think it's a little bit better than it really was because of who's in it sometimes. Maybe, and that's quite sometimes. possible. And I like Naomi a lot. I like Naomi a lot. But, I mean, there's been – I mean, similar not, – she's not, not Dana Brooke or anything, but, I mean, Naomi has had some, you know, missed moves, some stuff that has not they been all have, They all have, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I thought it was good tonight, and I think the emotional response was good. It's nice to see her get the win, and uh, yeah, we'll see where they go from there. Uh, so who we didn't see tonight was Carmella wrestling, but she was in that segment with James Ellsworth, who, Matt, I'm sure you're stoked to see is still on your TV, getting prime time. I feel like I'm watching, like, 1950s comedy with this idiot, this freaking yutz that I want to smack across his face as hard as I can, James Ellsworth, doing these ridiculous, over-the-top body language movements again, like tonight. Like, like I feel like I'm watching like Charlie Chaplin or something like that, like with, with the crap he's doing. Like tonight, after his segment was done, it was done, it was completed, we're done. And he then... Like, like 10 seconds after he kicked the girl out of the booth, right? And throws the microphone in the water. He's like, get out of here, toots, or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> 10 seconds have gone by. They're closing off the segment. What does he do? He, like, taps her and he goes like this. She's not even looking at him. And he's doing, like, more of a stupid, I, I, I'm, I'm deaf or I can't talk, and here's my body language movement crap again. You know, it's annoying as hell. And it's a waste of time. It's no one's getting over. Carmelo's not getting over. No one is getting over. Yeah, it's it was a total waste of time. I I, I mean that was the big payoff, you know, of all these segments. It was it's like, come on, guys. There is no uh, such thing as a payoff with that guy in it. There's no <laughs> such thing as it. The payoff is he gets hit by a bus tomorrow. So when Tamina comes back, is Tamina going to SmackDown Rush? You heard anything? Uh that's that's the rumor. 
Maybe uh, she can battle Carmella mm. for the affections of one Mr. James Ellsworth. Yeah, she, I mean, she's wrestling on SmackDown house shows. She's at the yeah. she's booked for the MSG show. So, um, but so is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's a different story. Okay, so Illumination Chamber, the main event tonight, the big match. Bray Wyatt is our new WWE SmackDown. They had a new uh, Elimination Chamber. I don't know if you they noticed did. that. Yeah. They did indeed. Uh, so what was it? Walk people through what was new about it, Raj. Um, it it wasn't as uh, curved. Yeah. And uh, they had you know padding on the sides. It looked different. I mean, it's kind of one of those things you'd have to just you know see the pictures. Uh, but. It, it definitely looked different. They had the padding instead of the steel uh, grates on the outside of the ring. And um, yeah, I, that was, you know, that was about it. So Bray is uh, the new champion. In this match, we had The Miz, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt, and John Cena. And uh, I guess to start with, Matt, Matt, what were your high points of the match? I went to the match, but the whole match was really good. Uh, the entire thing I liked from beginning to end. Um, but uh, I just wish I didn't know about the spoiler. I wish I didn't know that, you know, that Bray Wyatt was about to win the title. You know, I know coming, I, I know walking into the show that that was going to happen. And that took a little bit of it, of the luster off of it for me. You know, that we knew it was going to be Orton versus Bray Wyatt before this pay-per-view, you know, um, going into mania like that that kind of as a fan ruins it for me a little bit you know um but the match itself and the execution is normal as usual was phenomenal it was great um as usual aj was the mvp yet again um in, in this match um bray i mean everybody stepped up even corbin every, everybody stepped up in this match tonight would have liked them to see and treat miz a little bit better than that but you know I think he's their hottest. I think he's one of their hottest heels, and they don't even know it at times, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought this match was really good. And, you know, I was saying earlier the second best WWE match this year, but it's only February. Uh, but I thought this match was awesome, and I thought AJ again uh, just shows what you know why he's the uh, he's you know the, the best in that company right now in the ring. So I thought it was great, you know. Matt, uh, to your point, a lot of people complaining about how it's predictable. It wasn't predictable. You've read leaks. You know what's going to happen because you read the leaks. But if you weren't following the internet, I bet you nobody before the Royal Rumble would have picked uh, Cena and, you know, Nikki against Miz and Maurice for Mania and Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg for the title. Everyone knew it would be Lesnar and Goldberg, but for the title. And then Orton and Wyatt. Uh, for the WWE Championship, Reigns and Undertaker, no one would have gotten that card. So it's not no. predictable. Well, let me just... be very clear. When I'm saying that, I'm saying my person, my my opinion. When I sat down to watch tonight's show, I was asked what I thought of it. I'm not asking what I wasn't being asked what I think everyone else should think about it. I'm asking Matt Morgan, the fan who sat down to watch tonight's show. Matt Morgan, the fan who sat down tonight, watch tonight's show rather, knew who was going to win. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about so you. I'm for talking me, about people who are complaining on, on my Twitter about uh, how predictable this, the, the ending was and how predictable the, the matches were. And exactly yeah. what you just said, exactly what Raj just said, unless you're reading, don't read the websites. Don't, 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 don't go online. If, if that's the deal, I know you yeah. don't want to hear that Raj, but you, 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 you know, <laughs> don't seriously. Say that. just skip those articles. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you're a casual fan of the internet wrestling community, We've seen in other pay-per-views, stuff changes, right? So what you read a week out isn't necessarily what you would read the day of, where the betting odds shift. Stuff goes up and down, but this has been predictable for a while now, and I think that it just stayed with that. Again, not that, predictable. Not predictable, pardon leaked. me. It, it, leaked. It leaked, like, like we knew, it, yeah. 
and it stayed there, right? Because we've had a lot of pay-per-views in the past where it changed at the last minute or somebody got injured or mm-hmm. Vince, you know, changed his mind at the last minute and chose something else. And in this case, it's just that it's like, oh, that thing that we all thought was going to happen for weeks, if we've been paying attention to that, the, the information that leaked did actually happen. And I think that's where it maybe felt like a little bit of a letdown is because, I don't know, I mean, do you, do you guys suspect, um, and Raj, you're probably the best person to answer this in, in your line of work, but do you ever suspect that they leak almost misinformation sometimes? To No, no not really. Not on stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, more often than not. I mean, they, they usually don't. And, you know, I prefer it when they don't change it because if you're changing a, a story, like you have this long drawn out story and you're just changing it constantly because leaks get out well then it's hurting the story you know you're just stick with it most of the people you know most of the people that watch raw aren't on the internet um you know following it they're mostly casual viewers and uh so it's surprising for them and they don't know where it's going i mean you even the polls we do there's so many people that didn't pick bray wyatt you know winning tonight so uh and if you don't want to know, don't you know? Stick away from anything we put that's the spoilers. You know, with the betting odds, because the betting odds are always right. Uh, tonight there was one that was wrong. That was Nikki Bella and Natalia, but that was a double count out. And even for that match, they had very. That was the only match they didn't have big odds. It was like minus four twenty plus two hundred or something. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that there was something like a draw or something screwy with that match. So you know, stay away from the betting odds, the final betting odds at least, and. Uh, the rumored cards but you know that's if you're following wrestling on the internet you're gonna hear this stuff anyway so um yeah yeah it gets leaked it's not you know yeah i don't mind i mean obviously any of us that watch wrestling don't mind that it's predetermined i think it's just a bummer sometimes to feel like it's set in stone so far out and then when you know that you know you lose the element of surprise i like when it when the leaks are wrong i guess is what well yeah they they that's when they got to do a better job protecting their leaks because you know the walking dead that yeah. would suck if they kept changing it as the season went along uh but well a little they, different though in terms of how that's produced not really no they you shoot can, the you can have leaks season. come out yeah but they shoot the entire season before the first episode even airs so they can't go in and like say, oh, you know what I mean? They can't. No, no, no. But like, let's say, uh, you know, they leave that, they had a season cliffhanger and they're starting the next season. They could easily change what they had in mind based on what people are saying. You know, Game of Thrones, same thing. So, uh, and you know, there are leaks on the set, you know, during the season that they could try to change stuff because leaks got out. But, you know, you don't. You stick with the cohesive story. Um, Um. So let's go through the order of elimination on this. And Corbin was the first eliminated, followed by Ambrose, followed by The Miz, followed by Cena, followed by AJ. Um, I mean, when Cena got pinned, Cena got pinned by Bray. Yeah. Um, I, I just felt like they should have done a little more of a, a dramatic effect of like Cena just sitting there in the ring for a minute. You know, she just lost the title as opposed to he just leaves and he's gone. You know what I mean? Just make it a little more dramatic, but, you know. I don't know. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the moves off the top of the pods tonight. I thought that was good. I thought the Miz did great. I mean, everyone really performed well in this match. I really don't have any complaints about the match itself. Um, Raj, you pointed out uh, before the show started that someone said to you, great, now we've got two fat champs in the WWE. We've arrived. We finally have equal rights in sports entertainment. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Bray's the champ, man. I mean, two hefty guys. Yeah. How? I mean, but how does that work? Like Bray Wyatt works for Bray. 
Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like to see him coming out with the belt and all that. I don't know. It's like, how does he do that and keep the character? Oh, uh, he'll he'll find a hang wearing that around his waist. Uh, he'll find a creative way to come out with it. That's Bray Wyatt. No one gets their character better than him. Yeah, Undertaker did it. You know, if Undertaker could do it, Bray Bray will figure it out. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean the Wyatts. I mean, so the Wyatt storyline is going to be front and center in SmackDown now. So that'll be that'll be pretty interesting. So that was yeah, that was Bray's first singles title since. Uh, since coming onto the main roster, and I think I don't think he ever won on no, NXT. He, he won the ta- he won the tag with his brothers, with his brother. That's it. Uh, with with, with Randy Orton, he won the WWE tag team title too. But uh, when the hell was that? Like December. Oh jeez, yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, so it's his first singles title since he he started. So you know, congrats to him. Hell yeah! And so the spoiler is he's going to walk into mania with this title and that will be randy facing him with his rumble shot let's hope he can break his streak he hasn't won a match at wrestlemania yet bray yeah i really hope bray wins you know it weren't winning is i love him to death he's a he's a friend but it's ad nauseum mm-hmm. loved you know? uh loved moro saying tonight that, that bray has wrestled the rock and john cena at wrestlemania Moro's off. He's been off lately. Uh, he needs to quit saying "Mamma Mia." Real quick, sorry. I just, yeah, he said. I think he said that a few times tonight. I hate that. He called the Elimination Chamber a hell in the cell again. He did that a couple times on SmackDown. Um, oh. Yeah, he's been off. He he said Bray wrestled the Rock. Well, there was that segment. Yeah, yeah, but and Rock he technically wrestled Eric Rowan. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. It was just. It was just funny. Uh, mm. That thing. But no, I mean, good for Bray. And let's see what they do for for SmackDown going forward now. But I think the challenge is just, uh, man, th- I mean, I don't know if you guys felt this tonight, but thank God we've only got one other pay-per-view and then WrestleMania. You know, we don't have to, we don't have another SmackDown pay-per-view until end of April, early May. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I have no idea. Forgetting if Raw's first or SmackDown. I think Payback is, uh, is a Raw pay-per-view, and that's in late April. So I think it's going to be May till we have the next SmackDown pay-per-view. Which is kind You're going to back-to-back Raw pay Oh, no, because many is both, but. Yeah. Yeah, unless they change what payback is. Um, but I don't know, you know. We'll see. But, I mean, these SmackDown pay-per-views, I mean, Raj, what's your prediction on the business did this did tonight? Do you think it's going to be even lower than TLC's number was in December? Do you mean as far as? Views, uh, interest. I mean, I know buys. No, I think it'll be more. Deal. I think it'll be more for sure, just because it's WrestleMania season, football season's over. I think it'll yeah. definitely be more. Already we're seeing it's more. So. Yeah. So Matt, when you watch stuff like this tonight, does this like make you glad that you're not watching SmackDown every week, or does it make you more intrigued? In- ah, product? makes me glad I'm not watching it every week. Um, <laughs> it, which is funny because the last time I did one of these, I was really excited about SmackDown um, because their singles matches were set up better. And to be fair, a lot of their stars were all in one match tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to remember those, those guys would be spread out a lot more, right? In singles matches to make up a different card completely. Um, that might have more action, might be more entertaining, might have top names against each other, you know. So I need to take that into account. Yeah. And uh, Raj, anything else we didn't cover? Anything else we should touch upon before we take it home here? I did want to ask Matt his thoughts about Samoa Joe. And oh, yeah. case. I know he sent me a long text about it. So, but let it out uh, a little bit. Just that I thought it was. I was, I was I was excited. I was I was pissed because there was a time delay where I was in Hawaii. I thought I was gonna like somehow be able to. I, I believe the time zone difference is what five hours, right? So I thought maybe around three o'clock I'd start watching Raw, and then when it was done, I'd jump on the show. It it's not. They air it out there. That's like the one of the. Only, they don't even do that with football. They don't even air it 
like air to live football out there. They air it early in the morning where it's on TV here at night. So wrestling, for some reason, they do put it on like at at, at nine oh, o'clock. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, this sucks. So anyway, so I was so pissed when I found out. I went on your site and saw about the whole Samoa Joe stuff, and I was like, no, I was so pissed I missed it. Um, <laughs> you know, I've been dying to see him get up there and see him do his thing, right? So. Caught some bits of it on YouTube and stuff, and I'm going, you know, and, I, and then then the following week comes by, you know, goes by, and cuts this mean world beater, badass promo. I'm putting everyone on notice. I'm gonna, you know, rip your faces off, crap down your neck. Everyone's on notice. You know, he meant every word of it. Then I believe him. You know, he's Mr. Badass, right? Then they have him immediately, immediately bring out, you know, Roman Reigns, and in the match versus Roman Reigns, he did not do anything. You know, that, that, that like Samoa Joe that they brought out there and that he just got done saying that he is and this is what he's about, he shouldn't be selling a lick. One iota he should not be selling. He should be no selling punches. He should be no selling everything at this point. And they put him in there immediately with Roman Reigns and have him selling and getting cheap and most importantly, a cheap-ass victory, right? And just mind-boggling like here's a guy you can insert immediately into the main event which they're going to do but why bring him in this way why start him off this way is what i'm saying so you're saying they should have just had him dominate reigns or not even have him be in the no, reigns at all no reigns at all if you're not gonna let him dominate him then guess what reigns see you bring somebody else in yeah um, because uh, it doesn't that promo go back and watch that promo joe was a bad mother you know what in that promo and i believed every word of it and so did everyone in that arena you know and to have him like on the cell selling as a heel not yet it's not time for that yet you know i don't know i'm not saying he needs to be indestructible but at first his first match out yes he does what do you do with joe at at fast lane and at wrestlemania do, do do you do anything right now he, yeah, he will. They got to set him up. They're going to put him in mania. So they got to get him. He's going to do a run in somewhere. We just don't know where. <laughs> you know, is it Reigns? On, uh, no, is Reigns set up for mania now? Yeah, uh, yeah, Undertaker. Undertaker. So, I mean, I, I would guess it would be in the Seth Rollins Triple H match, you know, since that's the, the story he's kind of ingrained into. Wrong. I mean, I, I was away for this when Rollins said he was hurt and stuff like that. That's not a shoot that he, that was a work that he's hurt. It's, it was a shoot. Yeah, he's hurt. He really is hurt, so he's not going to be able to do anything at Mania. No, so he his his time frame being out is like seven weeks, so he'll be able to make it just in time. It's you know like so. right on. Yeah, I mean at the at the worst, he'll probably work a very safe match. But uh, oh, then there you go. That's where he'll be. That's where Joe will be included. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a great note to end it on because uh, in less than twenty four hours, we'll be back here on the Monday night edition of the wrestling Inc podcast talk about monday night raw let's see what they do with uh, samoa joe tomorrow night i'm sure we'll know a lot more about the path that we're going to be on matt so great to have you back man you uh, anything you want to plug before we wrap it up no i'm good man cool and stay tuned to wrestling inc uh raj i'm sure you got a lot of stories developing in the fallout from tonight at elimination chamber uh yeah i mean just uh, yeah, stay tuned as always the busy season so stay tuned yeah every day man cool so we'll see you next time everyone on the wrestling inc podcast take care